He's made the cut in five straight U.S. Opens. He actually finished T13 in last year's Open. And interestingly enough, for those that don't know or don't follow every day, he just married his girlfriend, who's also his caddie. So, I mean, in I Vegas, in yeah, Vegas, yeah, exactly. oh, I'm sold. I'm sold. I'm sold. I'm trailing. You know, I'm sold. I mean, That's, that was, I didn't, I, you, the number was good, but the girlfriend bit and she caddies for in him. Vegas, Dangles, in I'm, Vegas, Dangles, in Vegas. In Vegas, I'm absolutely trailing that. How do you say that? How do you know that? Five simple words, that is impossible to know. Back up the Brinks truck. Who you betting on? Always on black, fast stats. In the pocket, whole squad, fast cash. Send the bookie, tell him bring it from the bag. Know we coming for the bag. Girl, seat to the G. West Coast gang. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, let's get ready to gamble. No, the voice you are hearing is not Tony Squares. Yes, it is Schaefer the Sharp. Tony Squares has been fired from the show. We regret to inform you. He's never coming back. Uh, <laughs> we had a conversation, and we just determined that he was too square for this podcast, so we've thrown him off. Yeah, the Friday Five was just too too much for us to handle, so Dangles, it's me and you from here on in. You know, What do we think here? What do we think? That sounds good. The sharp and the dull. What could possibly go wrong? Exactly. No, in all seriousness, Tony Squares is on assignment in San Diego. He's actually testing uh, the density of the rough. We sent him to Torrey Pines. Yeah. We sent him to Torrey Pines to, to, to beautiful La Jolla along the uh, majestic Pacific Ocean where we will have the 2021 U.S. Open this weekend. Uh, John Rahm, the favorite, going in after uh, being told he had COVID in the third round of the Memorial uh, 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 Tournament, but he says he's back and he's better than ever. Uh, and We wanted to get a, a really close-up read on the greens and, and find out how the, the fairways are playing. Yep. So we sent Tony with a, a bag of golf clubs to sneak onto the golf course at night and clandestinely play a round of 18 and report back to us. Absolutely, and we are still waiting for that report. Uh, with bated breath. Uh, I'm sure it's coming soon. But hey, we have an amazing, amazing guest lined up. Diamond Dave Esser himself from, pre-game, from pregame.com. You can find him at, at Dave underscore Esler. That's at Dave underscore E-S-S-L-E-R. A sharper than sharp golf expert. We have him on the show. Our interview with Diamond Dave Esler is coming up next. Dub C to the G, West Coast Gamblers. I'm Ken Harbaugh, host of Warriors in Their Own Words, a podcast that presents the unvarnished, unsanitized truth of what we have asked of those who defend this nation. As a country, we need these stories more than ever. Stories from Americans who have borne the battle, including 30-year-old remastered interviews with veterans from World War I recounting their time in the trenches of Europe, and with veterans from World War II, Korea, Vietnam, and from our most recent conflicts in Iraq, Afghanistan, and other battlefields Americans may never have heard of. Hear their stories by listening to Warriors in Their Own Words wherever you find podcasts. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, our next guest is calling in from Florida, a fellow Pats fan. So Dangles already is tailing all his bets for max units. He's been a constant contributor for pregame.com for many years. He was once accused of being Billy Bigelow. His golf picks are sharp. We're not sure about his game. Please welcome to the show, Diamond Dave Esler. Welcome to the show, my man. Hey, great to be here. Um, my golf game isn't bad for an old man, I must say. So, Diamond Dave, my first question. I hear you talk about your game a lot. I, I, you know, I'm a golfer myself. 
I want you to handicap your own golf game right now. What are you? Are you a are you a premium ball striker? Are you are you a scramble guy? Do you do you keep it straight straight off the tee? How would you assess your own golf game? I'm so curious. Um, good question. Um, erratic. I'm I'm a I'm I'm a reason, reasonably good ball striker. Very good off the tee and very good around the greens. But occasionally I get a little bit overconfident on my approach shots and aim for pins that I probably should not. Very good. This is coming from a person yesterday who sh- literally shot a 37-47. Couldn't be more different on the sides, but that's the game. That's why we're here. We keep chasing it. But we are here today to talk of our nation's open, Diamond Dave, the United States Open being held at Torrey Pines in beautiful Southern California. And uh, so happy that you could join us. Been following your golf picks for some time now. And you are uh, sharper than sharp. I know Dangles is going to glean some information on you. Um, so Absolutely. how are we feeling about this week's tournament? Just a general overview of potentially the course and what, what we're looking for in, in some players here. Well, I don't think we're going to see anything different than any other U.S. Open course. I mean, you know the rough's going to be thick. So I think you want to look at, at, at good ball strikers, you know, uh, greens, are, greens are regulation. Guys are keeping in the short grass, but... You know, they're not going to always keep it in the short grass. So, I mean, you know, case in point, that's why Bryson did what he did uh, last U.S. Open, because he was able to muscle the ball out of that six-inch rough and onto the green. And I think you're going to either want to look at at, at guys that, that are great off the tee uh, or strong guys, like, say, maybe a Brooks Kepka. So, Diamond Dave, we... I'm familiar with how you like to, to run your bets with Sleepy, some make, miss the cut, some top 40s, some top 30s. Um, but my personal favorite, which I got to give you the most kudos for, you have a tendency to hit a fair amount of your first-round leader bets. So who uh, do you have any guys circled uh, this week? I know typically you prefer the morning golfers because um, they can get out early before the course has been kind of a run through. you have any guys in mind for first-round leader bets? Yeah, I do. And I'm actually – Wrote these bets down before I saw the tee times, and I believe all these guys are going off early. Jason Cockrack, um, 50 to 1 first round leader. I like that far better than taking him 60 to 1. You know, as we just said, here's another great putter, which is something I'll never shy away from. And look what he's done recently. His first round at the Charles Schwab, which he won, was a 65. Opened with a 67 at Valspar, 65 in New Orleans. If you want to go all the way back to Hawaii, he opened it with a Sony with a 62. So, I mean, how do you not? The guy's got the talent. Abraham Answer, you know, look at his last nine stroke play events. He finished no worse than 26th, but that was at Augusta, uh, second at the Wells Fargo tier at the PGA. Um, his last two stroke play rounds were at the Charles Schwab, where he shot back-to-back 67. He's made the cut in the last four majors uh, with one top 10, so I don't think he's in over his head here. I do worry that he hasn't won on tour, so Sunday could be a challenge, but again, that's why I'm going to go with the first round leader. I mean, he's 12th, he's third, I believe, in driving accuracy, 12th in greens and regulations, and an above average putter. So how can you not? And here's a guy that everybody knows now, but nobody heard of two weeks is Garrett Higgo. Um, he's 66 to one. You know, my man, I had him to make the cut in his first PGA event before anybody knew who he was. Uh, and sadly played him only to make the cut last week. So that was a big sigh there. I was kind of, kind of not happy with myself, but you know, I think if it were six months from now, I would be less inclined to make this bet just because of the possible expectations. I think right now he's still in that sort of laissez-faire attitude with nothing to lose. You know, yes, he's going to have a whole lot more press, but, uh, you know, he can, he, can, he can shoot 80 and everybody will be happy. So at 66 to one, I just had to. I mean, 
Why would you not? And my boy Brian Harmon, 80 to one first round leader. I bet him most every tournament. He's right up there. I can't not. I don't think he can win because he doesn't have a lot of length. Um, and he, I don't think he can sustain himself, but he was T2 at a US Open and he was T12 at Augusta. He's made the cut 18 to 20 events this season. Um, he's, he's always starts well. Uh, he's been in the 60s, five of his last six starts in the first round. So that would be the four guys I'm going to sort of circle. And, you know, as you know, or, or maybe don't, I don't use a lot of the chalky guys uh, as the first round leader. I mean, not too often does a guy like Bryson or, or Rom or whatever go out and shoot 63 on the first round. I, I think that's part, in fact, that, you know, they don't want to waste themselves in 18 holes knowing they got to play 72. Uh, sure. So, you know, and the value's not there. I mean, you know, it's what, 12 to one? Not that I wouldn't like to win a 12 to one bet, but, uh, but I think the, the, the return is better on these, these guys that have a little bit higher payout because, you know, we're not, we're betting $5 or $10 or $50, not a dime. Dave, I know Dangles wants to, wants to ask you uh, something, but before he does, I got to jump ahead of you. So I'm listening to the betting predators, sleepy J uncle Dave Essler's on there. He gives out Garrett Higo. I never heard of the guy. The first time I heard him was out of your mouth. I'm looking at my app. I see minus one, six, seven to take the cut. I put it on my DraftKings cash ticket. Diamond Dave making me money. Boys and girls, follow him at Dave underscore Esler. Garrett Higo. And then what did he do last week? He won. That was a guy that uh, I wanted to ask you about specifically. I mean, I don't care if you're playing in these tiny European tournaments at the Canary Islands. The dude's won three out of his six last stroke play tournaments. He's got to be a factor this week, and you would think if he can make it to the weekend. Well, say. Yeah, you would think. And, I mean, you know, I think because he's never been in a major and this is only his – third u.s event i mean yeah there's more fans and more press but to him i think at this point it's just another golf tournament you know and and the kid at the canary islands that last tournament before he flew over here i think he shot in 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 one tournament like a 62 and a 63 so i mean we knew the kid had game coming over here but you know i, I just really like him as a first round leader and you know hell if he won it probably wouldn't even surprise me at this point but I just, I just think he's still in la-la land just playing golf. And as I said earlier, I think in, in six months or two months or whatever, um, you know, the expectations will be high or he's regressed because he, he can't continue that and he starts pressing a little bit. Right now, I mean, I think he can just let all his big muscles relax and hit the ball. Dave, I'm, I'm sort of the, the, the newer better on the show, um, but I, I do find that when we're doing golf, we do a lot of golf because Schaefer the Sand Trap over here loves to bet him some golf. Uh, so I'm curious, um, you know, I, I, I feel like I find there's, there's there, that for a, there is good value in, in make-miss cuts bets. Are you, is there anything you got uh, on, your, on your ticket for make-miss cuts that our listeners should know about? One of the reasons I don't play a lot of them is the bigger names that you kind of figure to miss the cut are minus 300 minus 400 and that's a crapshoot i'm not going to lay that price especially at the us open how easy it is for somebody to shoot 80 that doesn't normally shoot 80 and mm -hmm. to miss the cut um the, you know the hold on those bets is a lot to miss the cut if it's excuse me if it's minus 400 to make it's like plus 220 to miss so the, the right. books have this like huge hold if it was like plus 350 or 320, like you might think, I might be a little more inclined to try to pick a elite guy and say, you know, I just think he's due to, for whatever reason, miss. So I do find some value in some of the middle of the road guys. And, 
one of the guys this week I found that you know didn't have to lay a whole lot of juice is Lee Westwood minus 125 to make the cut. You know, this is a guy that's played in so many majors, it's not even funny. He's made the cut in five straight US Opens. He actually finished T13 in last year's Open. And interestingly enough, if, for those that don't know or don't follow every day, he just married his girlfriend, who's also his caddy. So, I mean, in I Vegas, in yeah, Vegas, yeah, exactly. oh, I'm sold. I'm sold. I'm sold. I'm trailing. You know, I'm sold. I mean, that's, that was, I didn't, I, you, the number was good, but the girlfriend bit and she caddies for in him, Vegas, Dangles in I'm, Vegas, I'm, abs in Vegas. I'm absolutely trailing. Well, you have to, you have, you have to think that he really doesn't care. I mean, talk about a guy that could just yeah. go out there and play loose, but talk about a guy that is not going to get rattled by much of anything right now. And that certainly has the talent to, you know, stay at or near par for two days or even plus three and make the cut. I think that's a, a valuable one. And, you know, I was talking to Sleepy earlier today and he, he told me to pass on to you guys uh, hello from him. And, and he told me to pass on his bet, Sam Burns, Sam Burns to miss the cut. I, I I like I like I like hearing from Sleepy. He's a, he's a, he's a friend of the show. Love that. I wanted to actually program. pivot off Lee Westwood real quick. Talk about uh, a, a fellow Ryder Cup teammate of his, Sergio Garcia. I had this one circled. Uh, Diamond Dave plus one thirty two missed the cut. He has been an epic disaster in majors of late. I can see, and he gains the most he gains the most strokes off the tee which I don't think is going to be the most important statistic this week. I can see the thing about Sergio is he gets in his head so quickly. I can see him making a big number early and maybe just kind of mail it in. What do you think about a little Sergio Garcia missed cut bet at plus 130? I like it and I like it a lot. And I will, I will, I will pile on that. The fact that, and I do not know the exact number and it may even be zero uh, times that he has played at Torrey Pines. If it's, if it's more than zero, it's not many more. So you got that going for you too. So yeah, I wholeheartedly agree with you there, Todd. Love that. Love that. Um, I, we want to get in some top 30s, some top 20s, and some outrights. But the, the one thing I want to ask before we get into that, Diamond Dave, is look, I mean, Phil Mickelson, you know, it, it might be one of the greatest stories in American sports if he could ever possibly complete the career grand slam in his backyard of San Diego and just be, if he wasn't on Mount Rushmore golf before, uh, he's there if he were to do it. However, uh, I mean, you could have got this guy at 250 to one before the PGA. Now his odds have completely inflated. I know you well enough to know that you're probably not going to touch him uh, with a 10 foot pole with any kind of value. But what do you think his prospects are this week? He seems to be super locked in. Now he hasn't performed well at Torrey since the facelift of the course in 2001. But what do you feel about his chances of even contain this week. I kind of feel it's going to be feast or famine with him. He might get out earlier. He might just actually take a dive. What's your, what's your gut say about lefty this weekend? You know, my gut says you're, you're probably right in that he may not contend slash compete. You know, my heart says, boy, wouldn't that be really cool? It'd be awesome. Uh, but you know, you're also right that, you know, if I didn't bet it at 250, why would I bet it now? Now, you know, th there's the other thing you could do. And I happen to know for a fact that Sleepy did this, you know, he put 10 bucks on him or whatever, or, you know, 50 or, you know, a small amount because, you know, let's just say he does win and it becomes, you know, the Mount Rushmore, as you say, or, or whatever it might be. Do you want to be that guy that didn't have that ticket? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> you know, you're right. You're right. You just got to root. You just got to root for point. him. I mean, you, have you to know, I think if I were going to bet him for like, for real, if I was going to use real money, 
I would probably take him as like a first round leader because, you know, I've done that a few times when he's, when he's come back from the senior tour and played in the big boy tournaments, because, you know, I just didn't feel like at his age and I know he's in better shape probably now than he was 10 years ago, but he's, you know, 51, I believe. And he's competing against guys less than half his age in considerably better shape. So, you know, 72 holes over a, over a, over a four day period, you know, I just didn't think he could do it. And I didn't think he could do it two weeks ago, but he did or three weeks ago. But, you know, that's my, my heart talking, uh, saying it would be cool. My head says, I just don't see it. I tend to agree with everything that you just said there, Diamond Dave. And I know me and Dangles would like nothing more than to see him compete on a Sunday, but uh, it, it would be, it'd it, be, but... it'd be the greatest. I, I, I heard this. I'll, I'll kick this to you, Dangles. If he does, if he were to do this this weekend, would it be a bigger story than the 2019 Masters that Tiger Woods won? Ooh, that's a good question. I don't, I don't oh. know because Diamond I mean, Dave is shaking his head. Yes, I agree with Diamond Dave. I, I don't know, man. Like, because uh, Phil's a big deal, but Tiger's Tiger, and everyone had written him off and said, no, there's, he's not going to win again." And and I mean, Phil just just won another one, but I, I mean, man, I don't, I don't know. Dave, Dave's shaking his head or shaking his head. Yes, you know, I, I tell, I'll tell you why I think yes because, uh, you know, after Tiger had his um, episodes, plural, whichever one you want to point to, you know, I think he lost a lot of fans, for lack of a better way to put it. Absolutely. And, uh, and Phil has done nothing but gain fans. So I think, I, I don't know how the media would play it, but I think those of us that are just onlookers, it would be a bigger deal to me because I think – Everybody likes Phil Mickelson, and I know not everybody likes Tiger Woods. Yeah, that's a fair assessment. So let's hope we get some Father's Day magic for Phil. I, I, I would, I'd definitely be rooting for him. But like I said, maybe, uh, maybe a first round leader bet. Um, Diamond Dave, we don't want to keep you too much longer. But as Sleepy Jay would say, I'm going to let you rip and run with a couple of your top thirty, top twenties, top ten. I got my pen and paper here. Why don't you just, uh, why don't you just go for it, man? Give us some, give us some winners. I'll do my best. Um, Scotty Scheffler, um, you know, the obvious knock on him is he doesn't have a tour win yet. So I think taking him to win and asking him to get his first PGA win at a major, I think might be a stretch. You know, I know Danny Willett did it. I know Schwartzel did it. Um, so it's not a precedent, but it's the U.S. Open. Um, you know, and Scheffler, though, for not having won as a 17th ranked golfer in the world, great driver of the ball. He doesn't do anything exceptionally well, but doesn't have any holes either. So I did bet him minus 120 top 30. I thought that seemed pretty solid. Um, my boy Xander, um, I love good putters, guys that don't miss greens. Xander's ninth in shots game putting, 11th in greens in regulation, and he's finished no worse than sixth in four U.S. Opens. So I, I believe at 15 to one, I'm not sure how much value there is for me to pick him to win. So I'm going to wait and see if I get better odds after the first or second round, um, you know, provided he is where I would hope he'd be. But I don't know how you can't bet him at least plus 160, top 10. Um, Corey Connors, oh, yeah. you know, Corey Connors is a guy that, um, you know, got all the talent in the world. He had his sort of, you know, moment in the sun there in March and April. But I think people have forgotten about him, but he does already have a win. Um, and, and no less than seven top tens this season. You know, with that said, there's another guy. He's seventh in shots gained off the tee, an above average putter. You know, his kryptonite is around the greens, but he is eighth in greens in regulation. So, you know, don't miss him. 
you know, the downside here is he's missed a cut in the last three U.S. Opens. You know, the upside is this year's Masters was a T10 and this year's PGA was a, was a T17. Uh, so I can't go full Monty, but top 30 for a plus 140. I mean, that's that that seems automatic to me. Uh, Matthew Fitzpatrick, um, you know, his knock, he hasn't won either, but keeps the ball in the fairway. 14th in shots gained total. You know, his Achilles heel is approach shots where he's like 117th which could be costly in an open with sizable penalties for relatively minor miscues. Uh, so I think 50 to one for him to win is about right. But I, don't, I don't think he's a horse for the course, but as the 21st ranked golfer in the world, I had to find room for him somewhere Had a great weekend in South Carolina. We cashed a top 10 with him last week. I'm going to put him top 20 at plus 160. Um, I think it's probably even money at top one. Uh, I'm going to play him. Let me, let me, let me rethink this. I'm going to play him top 30 at even money. And I think you can get him top 20 or plus 160. Um, you know, I'm not greedy. If I can win a bet, even money or plus 100 or both. Um, Patrick Reed, a guy I talked about earlier, um, he's won a major. And since 2018, uh, he's missed just two cuts in majors. Uh, and the U.S. Open isn't one of them. In fact, his lowest major finish, uh, I think, was a T32 um, in uh, 2019 at the U.S. Open. So, he was fourth at this tournament three years ago, 13th two years ago, which would actually be one year ago. Arguably the best putter on tour, seventh in shots gained total. So we got to use him somewhere. Um, 25 went to one to win has some merit, but I think 33 to one first round leader better. Um, and if he's a few shots off, again, maybe a better win price, but top 20, I believe you can find him at even money. So I, I don't know how you don't do that either. Well, I love I love about the I love the Shofley bet. I have Xander on my ticket as well. I'm excited to share that bet later. But I was I was I did want to ask Drew and I were talking about this before um, before the show. Is Tony Finau ever gonna win? Is he ever gonna? I feel like every time I go looking around and I'm like poking around on you know, Twitter and seeing who's betting what and looking at some of these articles and seeing what what you know some of the so these so called sharps that are in the media say they think are, are gonna win and I see him on just about every ticket I look at and I always want to bet him but I feel like he just can't make it happen down the stretch. Is this guy ever gonna pull it off? Well, yeah, eventually he will for sure. You know that, uh, but you know I, I kind of look at Tony and a little bit of. Uh, sort of history today, and I'm glad you brought that up. Um, you know, he's obviously got the talent, um, but he's actually moved to shorter odds than Justin Thomas this afternoon in this tournament. So there are people that are betting money. And, you know, funny thing is, I look at betting Tony Finau to win, like I look at betting Mickelson to win. If Finau wins, do you want to be the guy that didn't have that ticket? Yeah, after betting him, you know, him like 15 times yeah, over Exactly, last year. exactly. So, you know, I don't know. I didn't. I can. I'll, I'll probably use him somewhere before it's all said and done. Um, but, again, I think that's me really just being, do I want to be that guy that kicked myself in the ass for, as Drew said, betting him which is you a know, perfectly five good out reason. of six, you know, <laughs> but you know, there, there's your $10 bet. Okay. I had a ticket on Fina to win at what 20, 25 to one, whatever it is. Um, I, I probably wouldn't cash it. I'd probably take a screenshot and pin it to my Twitter account there. <laughs> Done. Max that. units, max <laughs> units. Yeah. Yeah. Max I never units. have to deal with it again. People, That's right. People, people, people black out the ticket number. I'll black out the dollars. You've been amazing, man. We can't thank you enough. Before we let you go, 
I know you got a couple. Uh, I know you got a, a couple guys circled that you think is going to hoist the trophy late night in East Coast time on Sunday um, on Father's Day. Who do you think is going to be uh, putting the trophy over their head and giving that thing a smooch? Ah, uh, you know that's always so tough. But you know, if I got to pick a, a favorite, I'm picking Brooks. You know, I think his missed cut last week is something I'll take as a positive. Wow. Um, Same. Uh, what do you mean? Wow. No, is he a ba- is- no, wow, in a good way. No, I, I, I not. It's not, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. No, wow, in a good way. Just because, like, I, I think, I think Brooks is primed to do well. Um, Absolutely, especially with everything that's yeah, going on. I mean, that whole thing with him and Bryson, and um, I did read today where the PGA asked. Um, oh, well, let me put it this way: I don't know how who asked who how, but Bryson declined to play Thursday and Friday with Kepka. So apparently the PGA asked them to, um, and I didn't, all I could do is conclude from that, that they asked them both and Kepka said, whatever. And Bryson said, no. So that's another reason I, I really hope Bryson misses the cut. Um, needless to say, but you know, Kepka's won this thing twice. He's finished second once. I mean, you know, look at his shots gained in most every category. He's in the top 20. He doesn't have any weaknesses. Um, he was second at the U S open in Torrey Pines. Uh, so, you know, he knows this place uh, and he's the fifth favorite, which is shocking. So at 19 to one, when I bet him, I absolutely had to another guy, I bet a lot and, you know, he kind of kills me or, or makes me a lot of money. He may kill me this week because he's an East coast boy, but Webb Simpson, you know, he's made the cut in his last four majors, two top tens, 13th in greens of regulation, 13th shots, green putting 10th, Shots gained around the green, seventh in driving accuracy, fourth in scoring average, and fifth in sand saves. I mean, that's pretty impressive. Um, he's he, he's won the U.S. Open, uh, so he, he has everything to win it. You know, I, I guess this was one of those. How do you not use him somewhere? Um, you know, and, and how is a guy that's the eighth ranked golfer in the world and was it was eighth at Wingfoot last fall? How is he twenty five to one? Uh, I'll take that. Um, and another one that I think the first guy I, I, I said I, I was going to bet on was Colin Morikawa, um, 20, you know, 25 to one. And that's actually been climbing a little bit. I think he opened at 20 to one, um, you know, but he's the fourth ranked golfer in the world with four PGA wins, including a major. So I think this line is a really a reflection of recency bias, because I think the last thing everyone saw is him losing to Cantlay in that playoff. Um, but if you look further, you know, he's eighth in shots gained total. First in shots gained on approach. I, I know the big weakness is his putting game. Um, you know, you can't deny that. But he grew up in L.A., played golf at Stanford. He, he knows these California greens. So if there are any greens, he should know. Um, this would be one of them. So, you know, I'm going to say he putts pretty well. And, and I think what's interesting, you know, when I went through everything else, you know, guys I didn't even mention as people that I have bet on. You know, I mean, this is a U.S. Open. I didn't use Rahm. I didn't use Bryson. Thomas Spieth, Johnson, Rory Fowler, Paul Casey, Hovland, Neiman, uh, and, and, and Matt's boy, uh, Tony Finau. I mean, any one of those guys could win. And I'll probably try to find a place for them um, somewhere, but you, know, you can't bet on everybody. So I just gave you guys that I think have sort of the best potential return for their odds. 
Dave, I, I love it. And I'm glad you brought up Brooks and Bryson uh, because really quickly, I thought I saw a great prop. And I don't know if you're a big into prop. We like to have a little fun, get get uh, you know silly with props on this show just because it's fun. You know, you're a more serious guy. I'm sure you stay away from these. But I saw Will Brooks walk across Bryson's interview. Uh, <laughs> minus 2,000 for no, plus 700 for yes. Are you? Uh, are we touch? Are we touching that one? Uh, how many you units, know what? You Dave? Know what? How many units are we betting on that? That's a big unit bet. <laughs> I think that could be another one of those ten dollar bets because I don't want to be that guy. Um, yeah, right, know, exactly. I, and I would say that Brooks does not do it. Um, you know, I mean, okay. he has not he has the... nothing to gain for it. I mean, the dude is like I got all this money from playing golf. He's got Jenna Sims. I mean, why would he jeopardize his reputation for what I would call stooping to Bryson's level? Uh, so, yeah, no, so having said I, that I and made me talk it through it, thanks guys. Um, I'm going to max bet that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I love it. I love it. I love it. We're influencing. We're influencing. Well, I love it. Hey, Diamond oh, Dave, great. you've been incredible. We're going to let you go. Now, listen, you came on the show. We, we are a football-centric podcast, so you got to come back. Uh, you got to come back during football season. Um, I would let you and Dangles talk yes. about uh, your fellow Patriots fans, talk about your optimism well, we'll about Cam Newton uh, running the wing tee until Mac Jones takes over, but we can't do that. <laughs> um, I know you probably got golf to play tomorrow, and we got some bets to make, but, um, man. I do, as a matter of fact. Yeah, we just can't thank you. Uh, thank you enough, Diamond Dave, and uh, – we will look forward to talking to you come football season, my man. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Thanks a bunch for having me. Diamond Dave, we appreciate it so much. Stay tuned, listeners. After the break, Dangles, Schaefer the Sharp, and a little cameo from Tony Squares making their U.S. Open picks next. Dub C to the G, West Coast Gamblers. Hi, this is comedian and writer, and let's be honest, I do a lot of things. This is Dean Archipotis, the host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag, but let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever. You know, I think the pause right there is probably more important than the word. Amazing athletes like boxing champion Buster Douglas. When a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up. That's when I knew it was over. Yeah, yeah. right? And, yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? <laughs> the Bigfoot thing is people have seen these, and, and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it. It's Whiskey Business with Dino Chipotas. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good pour. You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Matthew Dangles, Schaefer the Sharp, Drew Schaefer Crookston, missing our boy Tony Squares, but he has a pick for us, Dangles. Hey, what an interview with Diamond Dave. I forgot to give out his Twitter handle, folks. It is at Dave underscore Essler. That's E-S-S-L-E-R. I'm not sure about you, Dangs, but I feel smarter. Absolutely, man. I, I feel like Dave gave out some really sharp picks. Anytime, anytime one of our sharps who comes on gives out a name or uh, uh, you know a bet that's already on my card, I feel like I'm going in the right direction. And that happened a couple of times here for me with our, our interview with uh, Diamond Dave. So I look forward to having him back on. Love his work over at Betting Predators with Sleepy and uh, Hitman. That whole crew will definitely have him back for football season. What a cool guy. And I uh, can't wait for him to uh, to get in the NFL season. But let's get into this, Dangs. Uh, I know I got some stuff circled. I I know Dave piqued my interest with some butts with some bets, um, but I'm going to start out with uh, with a top 30. Dangs, I'm telling you, 
The man is disrespected. I don't understand. I don't understand how his odds are are this low. Now, Diamond Dave had him at 51 to first-round leader. I will sprinkle something on that. But listen, Jason Kokrak, I mean, good God. He is a premium putter, not putter, and he's playing some of the best golf in his career. And I think he's, he's not being valued as a top 15, top 20 golfer based on his world ranking. I think he's in way better form than when Gary Woodland won this a couple years back at Pebble Beach. You can get him a top 30, Dangles. Not winning, a top 30. Not a top 20, a top 30. Jason Kokrak, plus 110, top 30. I'm going to lead us off with that bet. I love that bet. Uh, I'm going to make my first bet. I'm also going to tail Diamond Dave with Lee Westwood at minus 120 to make the cut. How can you not bet that. on? How can you not bet on a guy who just married his girlfriend in Las Vegas? Oh, and she caddies for him too. Like like Dave said, this guy has not a care in the world. He just signed his life away in marriage. He is completely and totally. <laughs> I'm just like, if you're ready to sign up for that, then you are ready to sign up for anything. If I can handle marriage, then what the fuck is a golf tournament? Screw that. Um, I say that as someone who who of course is involved in the institution of marriage Same. so I, i'm Same not uh, i'm not throwing uh i'm not throwing shade or anything like no. that and i'm very happy uh very happy with the fact that i signed my life away but no seriously um uh, lee westwood minus 120 to make the cut again he's he's been in every major that there is he's he's been he's always consistent um and and the off the field stuff or off the course stuff i should say just is the cherry on top i'm absolutely tailing diamond dave minus 120 lee westwood to make the cut i'm gonna just piggyback off that dang because diamond dave also liked my bet sergio garcia Miscut at plus 130. I think this is a slam dunk. I loved it. I laid it. I bet it. I'm going to take Sergio Garcia to miss the cut at plus 130. I'm going to stay with the European Rider team. These nationality bets, we'll get to Tony Squares in a sec, but I love this one, guys. Paul Casey, who competed last year in California, the PGA Championship. He's got massive forearms, like forklifts dangles. You know what those are good for? Just muscling the ball out of the rough. He is <laughs> a fantastic iron player. Paul Casey, we're going to go top three European, the classic nationality bet. Paul Casey, top three Euro plus 110. I know you got some nationality bets, Dangs. Give it to me. Let's go ahead and go for it. Um, there are three, count them three, Italian golfers on this tour, two of whom have the last name Molinari. Uh, the uh, best of them all is Francesco Molinari, and he is plus 120 to be the top Italian. I'm going to take the favorite for plus money in a field of three fucking guys because I feel like the numbers are there. <laughs> Francesco Molinari, top three, or to be the top Italian at plus 120. Why not? Dangles, this is incredible. I shit you not. This is not scripted. This is a this is an organic podcast. We are not reading off a script. Would you believe, my friend, my good friend, Tony Squares, in his first ever, I believe, in my time appearance, it, it, in my appearance on this show, is not with us. He sent me one. I count it one nationality bet. And would you believe? Would you believe he bet on the top Italian player? And the last name is not Molinari. Tony Squares. Give me quote. Give me Guido or give me death. He bet I love it Guido Migazzi plus one seven five for the top Italian. You can't even have a better segue than that, Dangs. That's unbelievable. This is world class podcasting here. World class podcasting. Mark it down wherever you can, boys and girls. Tony Squares nationality. Give me Guido or give me death. 
uh, top Italian plus 175. A little crossfire between Dangles and Tony. I can tell you, crossfire with Dangles, sometimes you lose some beer. Uh, I did last weekend. Um, let's run through a couple of our top 30s here, Dangles, or top 20s. I got three of them. I'm going to run them through real quick. Three top 20s for you. I'm going to start with top 20 Tony. I have to do it. As Diamond Dave said, I got to have some stake. I got to have some skin in the game on this guy because if he doesn't come through for me, I'm going to kick my ass. Tony Finau has been an absolute machine on this course. He's minus 110. The course fits him so well. I'm going to bet him at minus 110 for top 20. Another guy we talked about, Mr. Fat Pat Reed. I mean, the guy is just a baller in majors. His comfort level is at all-time high. Tougher courses, tougher fields, tougher tournaments. Even money at top 20 like like Diamond Dave. I'm not going to get greedy. And again, my boy Louis Oosthuizen is always, always around the top of the leaderboard in every major He's not a he doesn't win, but man, he just piles up the top fives, top tens, top ten twenties. I'm gonna bet him at a top twenty Louis Ustazen plus one thirty-eight. So I got Tony Finau, Fat Pat, Louis Ustazen, all top twenty. Let's take a look here. I'm going to tail Dave on another one here. Corey Connors plus 138 in the top 30. This uh, this guy, Canadian Corey Connors, has missed the cut three, count them, three times. Just three times in the 2021 PGA Tour season. And he's got sprinkling finishes that include eighth, a couple of 17s, third, seventh, fourth. This guy is constantly finishing around the top. And when he does finish in double digits, it's like 20, 17, um, 24. This guy is almost a lock to make the top 30. I love him at plus 30, uh, 138 for the top 30. Um Oh, I also all right. So let's run with let's run with this just for shits and gigs, right? Because I got a couple of bets here focused on Brooks and Bryson. We've got lots of drama going on please, between Brooks please, and Bryson, please. right? Obviously on on Twitter, uh, these guys don't like each other. Uh, so, I, but I'm going to go for a half unit each on Brooks and Bryson to be in the top twenty after round one. I know Dave said to shy away from some of the favorites in the round round one because they want to wait for Sunday. They want to save their best game because they're playing seventy two holes. They're not eighteen, but. I feel like both of these guys are going to come out ripping the ball with fires under their asses because of everything that's been going on leading up to this. And they know, they know. Now, they probably don't like each other, but they also know that there this is a show. There's there's some there is some you know, there's some theatrics going on to this. There is there is some add to the intrigue. There is some stoke the flames and make people wonder. And they they know that and it's good for their brand. So I think they're going to be coming out firing. I got a half unit on Brooks and Bryson. Brooks is plus 175, Bryson plus 164 to be in the top 20 after the first round. Dangles, I'm not sure about uh, you know, the 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 logic behind that bet. What I do know is if there was a little fire under their ass kind of pointing up towards their gooch and their under half of their testicles they will not be in the top 20 after round one. However, I do like I do like the fact that both these guys are going to go out and compete. But lastly, Diamond Dave, Xander Shoffley. This guy is my he, – he is the opposite of my unicorn. Every time I bet this guy, every time I bet him, he just Fs me in the A. Thank you, Tony Squares. He asked yep. me in the A. I've bet him a couple of times in our golf bets over over the last couple of majors, and he has also screwed me every time. I'm right back in the top 10. I have to do it. Xander Shoffley, plus 160. Uh, his, his track record at the U.S. Open is impeccable. The course fits him. He is a horse for the course. I'm going Xander Shoffley, top 10, plus 160. And listen, you can pick out of a hat a handful of these winners uh, in the top 10, top 15, top 20 in the world. I'm going to give you one. I'm going to give you one. California kid playing in amazing form. 
How about Patrick Cantlay at 25 to 1? I'm not I'm not going to go with the 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 Rommers or the JTs or the Rory's or even the Bryson or the Brookses. I'm going Patrick Cantlay. That will be my winning bet 25 to 1. I like him cuz he's not one of the top 6 8 chalky, but he's good enough to be a 25 to 1 Patrick Cantlay to win. What do you got, Danks? I've got uh, I did mention I had another Brooks and uh, a Bryson bet that I'm considering laying down there each plus 450 to be the top former winner. I might sprinkle a little bit on that as That's a top, for a top former winner, right? Like I don't mind that number plus 450 for either of them. I might just do a half unit each on each of those and kind of try and spread my uh spread my money out a little bit more and wouldn't you know wouldn't you know, Drew, my back up the Brinks truck bet. Let's get right to it. Wouldn't you know, Xander Schofley has also screwed me, as I mentioned several times, and yet I am going back to this guy. We did not discuss this beforehand. I also have him as a top 10 finisher, plus 160. He shot a minus 9 T2 on this course at the Farmers Insurance Open back in January. He knows this course well. He's played it recently. He's got six top six finishes on the tour this season. He's playing at the top of his form. He hasn't been able to get the win uh, win yet. I think I bet him to win in the Players' Championship. Uh, or the Masters, I can't remember which. I, one, whichever one I did, it bit me in the ass. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna expand my scope a little bit. My Brinks truck bet is also Schaefer uh, Xander Schofley top ten finish plus one sixty. I love it, Dangles. I should have clarified my back up the Brinks truck bet officially will be my man Jason Kokrak top thirty plus one ten. That is my best bet of the week. Dangles, I'm not sure about you, but I can't wait to tee it up on Thursday. Metaphorically, of course, I'm it's not going to be great. I'm not sure about you, but I didn't qualify for the United States Open this year. No, um, but no, I missed the. I just barely missed yeah, it in the same, qualifiers. Same. I was like two strokes off. Same, yeah, maybe next year. But hey, that's all we got. Maybe next that's year. all we got for the show, boys and girls. We are the West Coast Gamblers, a proud partner of the Evergreen Podcast Network. And as always, thank you for listening. Dub C to the G, West Coast Gamblers. Have you ever wanted to know how to win a Formula One Grand Prix? I mean, really know. Know about the driver tactics from the cockpit, the strategy calls from the pit wall, and even the mind games in the paddock. There's a lot more that goes into winning a Grand Prix than just 90 minutes of racing. So every week on the F1 Strategy Report, we're taking a deep dive into the decisions that shape every result. Hey there, my name is Michael Laminato, and every week I'm joined by an expert guest from the paddock to talk through the big calls that won the race and the missteps that resulted in bitter defeat. Before every race, we'll look back at the previous year's result and consult the current form guide, and we'll be in your feed after every Grand Prix, dissecting the outcome and what it means for the championship. So for your regular hit of Formula One analysis, subscribe to the F1 Strategy Report wherever you get your favourite podcasts. The Strategy Report is a beer mogul podcast on the Evergreen Podcasts Network. My name's Michael Laminato and I'll catch you after the chequered flag.